He is amazing. He is amazing. Glory to God. Will everybody understand the holiday schedule? It'll be, we'll go over it again. But just remember, Sundays, there's going to be church. Glory to God. What better place to be on Christmas Sunday? We're celebrating the birth of our Savior and to be in service on Christmas Sunday. That, you know, we don't get to do that, but what, every seven years, I guess, on the exact day. So that's a really, really good thing. Amen? Glory to God. Everybody doing good tonight? Is it cold in here? Hmm. Okay. I'll go with y'all. I'll be hot in a minute, so it won't matter to me. (laughs) Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Hebrews 4. Thank you, Lord. You know, um, some of the things that, uh, that we have... We need to be more bold to proclaim them. We need, we need to be more, uh, even more forceful, if you will. That word bold means force in, in many places. But so many things that the Lord's given us, we're, we're, the devil will talk you out of them. He'll question you out of them. You know, people say, what do you mean a question? He'll get you to question. If you're asking questions about what you're supposed to be in faith about, you're not in faith. <laughs> Right? If, if you're asking questions, because, because why? Because if we're in faith, it's getting better. It's already happening. We don't, we don't need to question God because what, what happens is the devil tries to get us past our boldness. We, well, did I do this right? Now, have I sinned lately? Am I in unforgiveness? Well, what, what could be holding this up? The only thing holding us up is those questions. Amen. Right? The very thing that's holding those things up is the devil and your flesh getting too far, letting, letting that happen. When we need to be settled in it, and we need to stand up and say. In fact, is before we go to Hebrews 4, go to, go to Psalm 107, verse 2. Psalm 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What's he saying? Let the redeemed of the Lord speak. And what you might actually say there is let those He's made free talk about their freedom. Amen? Amen? Let people that have been made free speak freedom. You know, a lot of people say, can I speak freely? Say no to that person because they're getting ready to say something's going to irritate you. (laughs) But if a free person gets ready to say something, if somebody that's been made free from the enemy, somebody that's been made free from sickness and disease, somebody that's been made free from going to hell, somebody that's been made free from all the works of the enemy, when they want to stand up and say so, right? That's what they're saying. When the devil comes up to you and says, this is going to bind you up. You're going to say, no, I've been made free. This sickness is coming on you and it's going to say, no, I've been made healed, Right? Yet none of these things that should get to us. You know, think about the Psalms. When, when, when Psalm 23, the one we just went over in week of increase so often. Psalm 23 it doesn't say, "The Lord is my shepherd; I may I may not want." Those are not wavery words. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. That's a redeemed person saying so. 
Amen? I mean, if you put the psalm up. Boy, we're just, we don't know where we're going tonight. Put Psalm 23 up. This is where we're going. Psalm 23 one. Psalms 23 one. The Lord is my shepherd. I, sh- I shall not want. That, this, this does not leave wiggle room. It doesn't leave room for, for interpretation. There's no opinions in it. He's not giving his opinion. He's telling you who his Lord is. And because of who his Lord is, he shall not want. Want for what? He won't want for healing. He won't want for money. He won't want for stuff. He won't want for deliverance. He won't want for anything. He won't want for peace or joy. He won't want. Amen? Keep going. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Keep going. He restores my soul. He leads me. This is somebody that's a redeemed. He's, he's following. He's following. He, he's, he leads me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk. He's getting sassy again. Yea, though I walk. This is redeemed, this is redeemed people talk. This, this is free people talk. Amen? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. See, you can't say that for somebody else. Amen. Right? If somebody calls you on the phone and you say, and you say, you will walk through the valley of death and you'll not fear, you will not fear evil, you, that won't work. You need to be quiet and lead them in that. Say it with me. I. We'll walk through the valley of death. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Verse 5. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Get sassy again. Surely. You know what that word surely means? Most certainly. Most certainly. Assuredly. Goodness and mercy. What's he saying? Not maybe goodness and mercy will follow me. It's not possible that good. It's not just a possibility. It's an impossibility that it won't. It's impossible that goodness and mercy aren't going to follow me. If I look behind me and I think they're not there, there they're going to be. Why? Because I am so certain of who I am and who He's made me to be. I'm so certain of His love for me that I know His goodness and His mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These these are not wishy-washy, wimpy, cowering words. These are stand-up-and-say-so words. And, and that, that's what God said. When, when, when He saved us, when He, when He brought us out, when He, when He built us up, when He, when He healed our bodies, when He delivered us, He didn't do it weekly. And, and it's not, it's not something that we want to talk about every month. We want to talk about it daily. Amen. Daily we should say so. Day, there shouldn't be a day that goes by that you should not talk about how good God's been to you and what you're going, and what you're going to make it through, what you've already overcome, how good he, you, there shouldn't be a day that we forget about it. Well, it's not just a confession either. People, people, and I like the confession, but a confession is words brought out of faith, not words to build your faith. Right? 
You build your faith, then you speak. Build your faith, then speak. Right? That, that faith gets in your heart and then speaks out of your mouth. And, and, and you don't want to, you know, too many times we're, well, I quoted my verses, I quoted my verses, I quoted my verses. That's works. That's works. You can tell God how many times you quoted your verses all day long, and it won't matter. He, he knows how many times you quoted them because He wanted you to do it right the first time you started. Not nothing wrong with making confessions. Don't get me wrong. Make confessions. This, this is what we do. Our, it, we, we are in the great confession. If you're saved, you made a confession. Amen? So you do want to confess. And if you're healed, you want to confess you're healed. But not because you don't feel healed, but because you know you're healed. Amen? Because you know who you are. With all boldness, you want to step out and you say, Devil, I'm healed. Amen? Body, you're healed. Heart, you're strong. Knees, you work. We don't want to baby around with it. And shrink back and, and let the questions come. And, and wonder why this didn't do it. And then you look up five verses and you say, well, I see this verse and it says i got to repent. Get away from that. Get your healing, then repent. Amen. God's not withholding things from His children. That's right. Amen? Go to Hebrews. I think we maybe make it to Hebrews now. Hebrews 4, 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Everybody knows that in the Old Testament they had priests, but they weren't perfect. Right? They had sin just like you and me. Our high priest doesn't have sin anymore. So he stepped in once and for all in the gap for you and me. Forever and ever and ever. Forever making intercession for us. We don't... And and see, we need to remember that. Why? Why? Because the devil's going to try and condemn you. Look what you did. I have, I have an advocate. Look, look what you didn't do. I have an advocate. Right? I have, I have a bridge between me and God. And it's the blood of Jesus that washed me clean and brought me in. I'm seated. Not only am I seated, I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I'm in the best position to receive I could ever be in. What? Right by God. Amen. Right by God. You know, you know where my daughter got, got when she wanted something from me? Right next to me. <laughs> Sometimes she'd hug you. Now, she didn't really have to very often because I was waiting to get her something. Sometimes. Daddy, what can I do for you, baby? Sure would like one of these. You got it. Why? She's your daughter. That's that's the father's heart. That is a father's heart. People say, "Well, you don't even know how she's been." I don't care how she's been. She's my daughter. The qualif- she met the number one qualification for receiving from me. She's my daughter. That is the number one qualification. Number two, she asked. Right? What's God tell us to do? Ask. Ask. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, when I, if I saw her heart and I said, you can't handle that right now, we'd have a serious talk about it. We'd say, you know, that's just not something we can have right now. But if I could get it to her, it was hers. 
Amen? I mean, I don't think it blesses the Father when people read this verse and they say, oh, I'm going to come boldly before the throne. God, I know I'm not, I know I got, I'm better than I deserve. I know that you've done so much. Could I? Maybe, possibly. That's not faith. And if she'd have done that to me, I'd have had to sit her down, teach her how to come to me so that she could receive from me. Why? Because that is not showing how much I love her. Right? Right. It's It's not a question of how much she loves me at that point. She doesn't know how much I love her. Or she wouldn't have to go through that to get to me. Which is the number one thing so often in a Christian's life. We need to have a working knowledge. And I don't mean works knowledge. A working Our knowledge of God's love needs to be on a constant up. It, you, you, if, you, if you think He loves you today, you should know He loves you more tomorrow and the next day. Every day that you know His love, you want it to become greater and greater and greater. The knowledge of His love is, is the key to receiving. Amen? The only reason we've got Jesus here is because of that love. His love for you. His love for me. It sent Jesus to this earth. And now we have a high priest. Right? That, that was tempted in all the areas we were. Knows every weakness you have. But yet he didn't fall to the weakness. And because he didn't. Keep going. Thank you, Lord. We, we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast because we have this. Let us hold fast to our profession. Don't let something talk you out of who you are. Not even for a moment. Condemnation and doubt and, and questions. And, 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 you know, the devil would love you to overthink faith. Did you know you can't think in faith? Your mind is not even able to have faith. Faith is here, not here. It doesn't. And if you're sitting there thinking about it, when you find yourself, anybody ever sat there? And I know none of you did, but I have. You drive down the road and you say, you know, I wonder if this really is right. I wonder if that's really true. You think about that verse. You think that's almost impossible to believe. And all of a sudden, God will talk up and say, yeah. It's more than impossible to the world. But it's so possible if you'll just believe. Amen? You know, I was driving down, driving out, and I I had, uh, Lord, let me bless somebody with just a little bit of cash. And I was driving out, and I said, thank you, Lord. That was, that was really fun. I said, it's, it's, it's so, so great to have the money and, and not have to think about just giving. And God said, if you trusted me, you wouldn't even think about it when you didn't have the money. And I said, you're right. And don't get me wrong, we didn't. We gave when we didn't have money. We gave money we didn't have. That wasn't right. Don't do that. But we did. We gave money we didn't have. Get on the credit card and give them some money. We gotta have, you, don't need, you don't need credit card seed in the ground. <laughs> Trust me, it doesn't work. It's not what you're looking for. Amen. That's not what you need. But, but what God's, you know, what God's saying is, 
if, if you just trust me at all times, remember what Paul said, I know how to abound, I know how to be abased. In other words, I can walk in this and I can walk in this and I know the secret to both. I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. In other words, whether I'm, I'm, I'm a little short or whether I got more than enough, I can, I can make it. I'm going to be okay. Why? Because I got Jesus. No matter what's going on in your life today, if you got Jesus, you're coming out. You're going a different direction. Things are going to get better if we believe. If we believe. Not just, not just that we got Jesus. What did Jesus do? What have we been made to be? Free. Free. Free from sickness. Free from sin. Free to, to, to speak it and, and be it. Amen? Stay, stay in Hebrews. Thank you, Lord. And we're not going to, we're not going to, we're going to hold fast to our profession. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. We got a faithful high priest that's, that is more than able to stand in the gap for us. Amen? And more than willing. He already did it. He's, he's not looking to get out of it. It's a done work. Amen? Did you guys know healing is a finished work? We're we're not trying to get God to heal us. We are trying to be healed. Right? You're you're trying to be something, not get something. Because we can be what He's made us to be. One of the things He's made us to be is healed. He's made us to be healed. We're designed to be healed. That's pretty good, huh? Glory to God. Let us therefore come boldly. Now that word boldly means with all outspokenness. Glory to God. Now, now, do you come before God that way? Because he's saying come boldly with, with, with all outspokenness, with full assurance. Just like Ramsey came to me, Dad. I'd like to have this. What's she saying? I know you could get it for me. I know you love me. I know I can have it. I'm asking you for it. Glory to God. That's boldness. What's she saying? I'm your daughter. You love me. You'd like me to have it. I'd like to, I'd like to have it. Right? Everything's in place. Is anything stopping me, Dad, from having this? No. And see, that's where we got to be with healing. Father... You bought it. I require it. You want me to have it. I'll obtain it. Amen. I'll obtain it. Amen. Come boldly before the throne. Come boldly. Come with all outspokenness. Come before the throne letting Him know that you know who He made you to be. God loves to hear it when His kids... Why do you think He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so? He wants to hear His kids tell Him who they are. Why? Because when you tell Him, you know it. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're too meek to say it... Now, I don't want to use the word meek because that's actually a good word in the Bible. But if you're too timid, then you're in fear. You're in fear. You're, you're in fear. You don't believe in the love of God. You don't believe that you can go to Him in such a way, in all outspokenness, freely speaking. 
You can go before the throne of the, the, the creator of everything you can see and everything you can't see. You can go before the very throne of God and talk to him. You don't have to, you don't have to grovel. You don't, you don't have to cower. You don't, you can't, if you cower, he can't even help you. He wants his children to be children. Why do you think he called us a child of God? He wants us to be his child. Now, I don't know about you, but I want my child to come to me for anything she would ever need. And if, if she's not in a position to receive it, I can get her there. If you're not in a position to receive what God's got for you, He'll get you there. He'll give you the Word. He'll, he'll take you to the right place. He'll put encouragers in your path. He'll do, He wants you to obtain more than you want to obtain. Yeah. Amen? He's looking for, for children that will come boldly before the throne in all outspokenness, confidently, openly, always, in every way, daily. There should not be a day that you don't come before the throne of God. Shouldn't be. Amen? And I'm not saying you may not need help that day. Come before the throne of God. Come boldly. Walk in the house like you belong there. Come before the throne like you belong there. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen? Let the redeemed of the Lord speak the boldness that they've been redeemed about. Amen? Let, let, us, let us come before Him and receive on a level that He desires us to receive. Let us come boldly with all outspokenness to the throne of grace that we, we may obtain. Get hold of. Grab, take for yourself. Amen? Receive, accept mercy. What are you accepting from God? Mercy. Mercy is the love of God. It's the compassion. What's he saying? I want you to receive everything my love has for you. If you're lacking anything, there's nothing you could be lacking that he would not want you to have. And you can think of it. You know, I am so glad that one day God stepped into our lives and gave us a child. Because in doing that, he, he has showed me more of his fatherness than I could ever have seen without it. And I'm not saying that other people aren't seeing it without that. Don't get me wrong. He can show himself. He'll manifest himself to you however he needs to. But he knew Dave needed that visual and heart aid. And he put that in my life. And from the day, from the day she was born, she was four days old, I'm sitting in, in the... In, it, she's in bed because she got up early. I had the late shift. She had the early shift. And I'm sitting there feeding her. And I look at her, and she starts just crying a little bit. And I say, oh, baby, don't you know that there is nothing I wouldn't do for you? And in my heart, I heard God say, don't you know there is nothing I haven't done for you? And from that moment on, he started revealing himself to me as a father. And I had a good father in this earth, don't get me wrong. But, but a father like him doesn't exist in this earth. Right? And, uh, we we want to take on his characteristics and we want to do... But, you know, I gave Ramsey some things when I shouldn't have. Right? Just because I wanted to. Where God would have said, no, not right now. 
And I'm sure that I made some decisions that weren't right. But on the flip side, I got to see his love. I got to see his heart. And, and I got to gain a confidence in who he was to me. His love for me. Amen? And that's what you gain when, when you begin to realize his fatherness. And I, and I know that's not a word, but it is tonight. Amen? Because he is the greatest father of them all. And, and his desire to be close to us was so great that he found a way through Jesus to bring us back in because he wanted you next to him. He, he wanted you and me next to him. And, and when the devil tries to convince you that God doesn't want to see you or he's upset with you, realize he, he had Jesus die and raised again so that you could be next to him. Seated in heavenly places right next to him. Why? Because he wants to see your face. He wants to see you. He wants, and, and, and you know, in, in recent months, it, I've, I, I get this all the time because God wants to be close to us too. He doesn't want to be far off. So often we get in our own little world and we forget He's right there. Right? He's right there. He's told me several times, he's, I'd say, hey, God, how are you? He said, I've been here a long time. Why are we just now talking? Why? Because I'm in my own little world and the reality of how good and how close and present He is isn't real enough. We need to make it that real. He talks to you. He, he, he wants to have a relationship and, and He wants you and me to boldly become, boldly come before the throne of grace and receive mercy, receive out of His love. You know, every time people see mercy, they just think of one thing. You're going to get something you didn't deserve. You you know what? You're going to get something that love wanted you to have. Love doesn't give on a deserving basis. Love gives because it gives. You didn't get saved because you deserved it. You got saved because He loved you. That's it. No other reason. He he did. You know, some people say, well, He needed my ministry here. No. No. You needed his ministry here on the earth. <laughs> Everything that we get from him, we needed. Glory to God. Love doesn't give on the basis of works. It doesn't give on the basis of need. It gives because it loves. Amen? Because it loves. Now don't get, don't get me wrong. Love will give you what you need. Why? Because it loves you. God gives us what He needs because He loves us. <laughs> the, I mean, that's why He says, seek me first. Why? Because I can't give it to you from second place. What's He saying? I need you to put me where I can give to you all the time. Seek me first. And when you, when you put me where I can get stuff to you all the time, then you can have everything you'll ever need. But, but if you put me in second place... I'm not in a position to do it. People say, well, God can do anything. No, He won't. He won't because He literally can't. From second place, He can't be God. Right? If you're God, you can only have one place and that's first. And it's not because he needs a, He's got a big head. It's because He's love. And He said, I love you so much. Let me right here so that I can always love you. So I can show myself to you, show my love to you, reveal my love to you. Amen? Glory to God.
This is good. See, I never know how it's going to go till I get up here. I know it's going to go good because he always helps me. Amen. Let us therefore come boldly. Outs- be an outspoken, redeemed person. Be outspoken. I'm not talking be outspoken to people who aren't redeemed. I'm talking be outspoken to who you are. Don't be afraid to claim your childness to your father. He's, we're, we're, we're looking to his fatherness. Don't be, don't, don't be outside of your childness. Every day, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Glory to God. Wake up in the morning. I am a child of God. I am a child of the most goodest, biggest, greatest, nicest, kindest, lovingness person in the whole universe. And every characteristic that's in him, he put in me. I'm a child of God. Not only am I going to heaven someday to be with him, I'm seated right now next to Jesus. And I can, I can have a relationship with this God. I can boldly come before the throne at any moment in time and say, God. And he won't say, hold on, I got a line here. Did you know that God is so big? He can meet all of our needs in an instant. He can talk to every one of us at the same time. See, we, we make, we get in our heads and we make him too much like us. He's not like us. We're trying to become like him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Go to first John. Thank you, Lord. We're going to go to the throne of grace. We're going to obtain mercy and we're going to find Divine influence, grace, favor, the gift, the benefits of God to help in the time of need. 1 John 4. Now this whole chapter is about God loving us, God's love in us, and us loving others. The whole chapter, actually most of the whole book of John, 1 John is about that. But the whole fourth chapter is about God's love for you, God's love in you, and God's love through you. Amen? Amen. He, he wants you to know how much He loves you. He wants you to know that He put this love in you, and He wants us to love one another with this love. Amen? Amen. And, and, and you need all three of those because that's how it works. Right? Because He even says it. If, if you say you love me, but you don't love your brother, then you don't really love me. Why? It's not the, it's, it's a fake. It's a, it's a counterfeit. The world loves everybody right now. Oh, don't you just love them? My, Ramsey and her generation, they love, oh, I love you. I love you. You, you saw them one time. And I'm sure in God, in Christ you do love them. But that's not what you're saying. Right? Real love. The love of God. It's for you. It's in you. And it's through you. Amen? The first thing He did, He loved you so much, He sent Jesus. Amen? And, and, and through Jesus, He shed abroad His love in our hearts. And in our hearts, through that, now that through that love, we can love one another. Amen? And in doing these things, we, we will be like our Father. You know, and the devil said, the devil comes to you and say, well, you weren't, you did this and that. Say, no, I forgave him. Well, what about this? I was forgiven. What are you doing? You're being an outspoken free person. 
free speech. Right? In our Constitution, it is number one. We have freedom of speech. You can speak freely about what God's done in your life. You can speak freely about your healing. You can speak freely about your salvation. You can speak freely about His goodness. You can speak freely about the peace and the joy. You can speak freely that you are redeemed. You have been purchased back by the blood of the Lamb and you cannot be snatched out of the Father's hand. Glory to God. This, this, these are outspoken. I mean, if you look at, I mean, just go through, think about Caleb, Caleb, Joshua, outspoken, right? They were outspoken. They said, they said, let's go take it. We're well able. What, what are they doing? They're saying, this is who we are. We, we were born to be this, this time, this moment was given to us by our Father, by God. And it's ours to take. That's how strong we should be with healing. That's my health. I keep it. That's my healing. I take it. I'm well able to possess it. Glory to God. Where are we at? 1 John 4, verse 15. Remember all the other verses talk about loving, God loving you, us lo- uh, God's love in you, and us loving one another. Verse 15 says, whosoever, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. And, and remember, the next verse is going to tell us, but basically he's saying he's the Son of love. Love dwells in him, and he in love. And that's what God's asking us to do. He's saying, I want you to dwell in me because I'm perfect love. I want my love to dwell in you because it's perfect love. I want my love to love out of you because you'll love perfectly. Amen? Because because the things He's designed us to do now, we can only do through Him. You know, when, when He says, well, you held this against that. No, I forgave Him. No. What about when this guy did this? I prayed for him. Why? Because that's what love does. Right? It doesn't seek vengeance. It loves. It, it, does, it doesn't talk bad about the person that talked bad about it. It loves. Amen? And, and, and that way, when, when the enemy comes at us with accusing us, accusing us, saying, oh, you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right, you didn't go there, you should have did this. And, and, and when he's accusing us, we can stand boldly in the day of judgment. You know what day judgment is? The day that the devil accuses you. Every day. Right? Remember, it says in the day of judgment. It doesn't say on the day of judgment. It says you'll stand, well, we'll keep reading it. How about that? Maybe I'm wrong. Thank you, Lord. Whosoever shall confess, and that word confess doesn't mean just to speak it. It means to be in agreement with. Whosoever shall be in agreement that Jesus is the Son of God. I agree with that. Do you guys agree with that? Then you're saved. You're saved. If you agree and speak that Jesus is the Son of God, then God, it says, if you believe that, then God's in you. You're a Son of God. God's dwelling in you, and you in God. Amen? 
You know, again, the devil tries to make us up. I don't know if I'm saved or not. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Yep, okay. What do we need to do now? Right? How can God prove it to you beyond that? He put it in His Word. Amen? But but remember, that's an agreement. It's a covenant. That confession, it's a covenant. You're putting yourself in a position of childness. Amen? Everybody still there? And then the next verse says, And we have known and believed. We've known. We're sure of. We're resolved. Amen? In other words, when you know something, you be sure of it. It doesn't, it, it's in, the, in our humanness, we say, yeah, I think that's right. That's not knowing. Right? When you think something's right, you could be wrong. But when we know and believe, we have faith in, we, we, we believe, we have faith, we've put our trust in, we, we, and, it, and it's our constant confession. It's not just our one-time confession. In other words, if somebody asks you if Jesus is the Son of God tomorrow, you're going to say, yeah. Jesus is the Son of God. How many times do you want me to say it? Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Son of God. And I'm not just saying it. That's truth. Amen? If you're just saying it, it won't work. It's not, you're, not, you're confessing it. It is your confession. It's not a confession. It's your confession. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Whew! I like it. I like it. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. And what's he really saying? He's saying, I believe in the love he has for me. I believe in the love he put in me. And I believe in the love he uses through me. So he said, I've known and believed in that love. I believe he loves me. I believe I love him. I believe his love's in me. And because his love's in me, I love others. Amen? And that's my confession. If I wake up and and ten people are mean to me, it's my ability, not my job, it's my ability to go ahead and love them. Well, yeah, but they treated you like this. They said this about you. They, They were mean. Doesn't matter. That's not my part. My part's not to judge. My part's to love. Amen? God will judge. I'm not saying judgment will come on him. He'll get, he'll get on to them. If, right? If you, if you had two kids, when, when, when we had four kids in our family, and when one was in trouble, mom didn't yell at all of us. She yelled at the one who was in trouble. She was judging, right? I'm going to judge who's actually in trouble here. She was a good judge. So a lot of times it was me. Right? <laughs> Glory to God. She was a good judge. But, but that's, God, God will judge them. He'll take care of them. He'll teach them. He'll bring them up. What's my part? To pray for them that they can receive that. Amen? Amen. My part's the love. And, and people say, well, yeah, you just got to smile at them. That's not love. Love prays for the, the, its enemies. Those that despitefully use it. That's what love does. It takes a moment and says, man, they must really need prayer because they're irritating me a lot right now. And you stop 
and you say, I'm redeemed. I don't have to be irritated. I am free not to be irritated. I'm free not to be irritated. And I'm free to pray for them. I am free to pray for them in love, a a prayer that can actually do something for them. Not just, Lord, they're they're mean and ignorant. Please do something for them. (laughs) To say, I won't work. You're, You're confessing that they're mean and ignorant. God would never say that about you. Don't say it about somebody else. Amen. Not in prayer, anyway. Don't don't say it. We'd be better off not to say it. <laughs> and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. He's going. He's going further with his last verse. God is love. He that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. What's he saying? He who dwells in God knows God loves him. He has God's love in him. And he dwells in God's love. And so he's in a place where he's always operating. Why? He's in the love of God. So he's operating from the love of God. When we step out and we dwell outside the the love of God, then we are no longer useful. Right? We're doing the exact same things, acting the same way the world would act. And, And that's when you say, well, they did this. Anytime you're getting ready to answer back something like that, stop. Close your mouth and don't say it. As my mom used to say, take a drink, don't swallow. What'd she say? Don't spit it out and don't swallow. What's she saying? Shut up. (laughs) Why? Because you're getting ready to say something that's not going to help you or anyone else. Amen? And and that's that's not what you want to do. And besides that... You don't need to defend yourself. You, you need to love. love. You ever seen love defend itself? When Jesus stood before Pilate, when he stood before the council, did he defend himself? Why? Because he was loving you and me. He was loving the Father, and by doing that, loving you and me. What, what if he'd have spoke? <laughs> he'd have been out of there. I mean, it would have been a matter of him opening his mouth. And defending himself for... Why? He's the only one that truly could defend himself. But he spoke not a word. And there's there's a lot of times not to speak a word and just pray. And you don't have to pray. Because if you do that, you're going to offend somebody. Oh, Lord, help Dan. He is really needing your help. You ever prayed for somebody right out loud that's being not nice to you right in front of you? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It makes, them, it, it makes them stand out, it makes them mad, it's awkward, and they, they just get more angry, and it pushes them away from God. We're trying to bring them to God, not push them away. Amen? We've known and believed, and herein is our love made perfect. How's love made perfect? You know the love of God for you, you have the love of God in you, and you're working from out of that love. Amen? That's how love's made perfect. And when love's made perfect, you will have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because you believe in the love of God. The first thing is you believe in the love of God. Satan can't get something over on somebody that believes God loves them. He can't do it because he'll say, you're going to be sick. Say, no, Jesus died for me. God loves me. Right? You're not going to make it. I'm going to not only make it, I'm going to be more than a conqueror. Through Him who loves me. 
Amen? That love, that knowledge of His love and that acknowledging His love and that receiving His love and that giving His love is perfected love. Love that's never given never is love because it's the number one quality of love. Amen? Amen. Giving. Glory to God. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness. And what's that boldness? I'm, I'm not ashamed. What? Because I'm not, it's, I'm not who I was. My new creatureness is standing out now. I'm a new creature in Christ. And I'm not who I used to be. You can't make me ashamed. You can't make me condemned. You can't make me uh, who I was anymore. You can't take away my healing. You can't take away my redemption. You can't take away my deliverance. You can't have anything that God gave me through His love. Through Jesus. You can't have it. Amen? You can't have my family. God gave me that family. And if God didn't give them to you, they're His now. Amen. 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 Glory to God. But we got to be outspoken about these things. You can't just sit. That's why I'm saying, I want you to be bold. I want your outspokenness to be seen and heard. And, And not by everyone else in the room. By Him and the devil. And you. Right? There's three people that need to hear it. God needs to hear it because it's faith. The devil needs to hear it because he needs to leave. You need to hear it because you need to get back in faith. Amen? You need to be like David and say, Whoa, soul, what were you thinking? <laughs> you might as well straighten up because I, I will yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. Amen. Yeah, you gotta, we gotta stop and get bold and we gotta talk to ourselves. We gotta talk to the enemy. We gotta talk to God. Say, God, I know you love me. I know 1 Peter 2.24 is true. I know by whose stripes I am healed. I know that I am the righteousness of God in Him. I know. Amen. And, and you, and you do it not, I hope. I'm the righteousness. I hope I might make it if somehow I could just get. No, not somehow. Obtain. Obtain. Grab hold. Take hold. It's yours. Refuse not to have it. I mean, that, that's, as, that's as literal as you can put it. Refuse not to have it because it's yours. If you've been going without, if I've been going without, it's time to refuse not having it because it's mine. Right? We need to be like the seagulls on Dory. Mine, 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 mine. What was that? Finding Nemo. Yeah. Mine. And that's okay. Because it is yours. It wasn't the seagulls. They just wanted it. So everybody that didn't see Dory or Finding Nemo, you're, you're lost. <laughs> In whom we have boldness. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped, I skipped to the wrong thing. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, here in his love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Whatever day the devil accuses you, whatever day he tells you you're sick, whatever day he tells you you won't make it, 
Whatever day he says this isn't going to happen. Whatever day that the enemy or your flesh opens its mouth, it's time to boldly proclaim who you are in Christ. It's trying to boldly proclaim what you have, what you've been given, who you are, what he can't do. Amen? I mean, literally, I mean, one time somebody called churches real early days. And somebody called the church and needless to say, they said something they shouldn't have said. I came in here and Brother Moore sitting, not here, it was actually in the church. I said, Brother Moore, this person just called and said this. And he said, he can't do that. And that was the end of our conversation. That was it. I said, okay. I went and sat down. Why? He said he can't do it. This is who I'm under. I don't have to worry anymore. He can't do it. But it was a learning time for me because he can't do it. The devil can't come against this church. It can't come against the people of this church. It can't. He can't have his way. Why? Because we already have a way and it's the victory way. Amen. And we can boldly proclaim. We can speak freely. Free speech about our, about our, our, our goodness, the goodness we have through Christ. We can speak boldly about these things. We don't have to be a wimp. We don't have to cower or, or shrink back. Go to Hebrews and we'll close because I'll run out of time. Hebrews 10. The love of God, the confidence we have in Him. You, you can't have confidence in somebody you don't believe loves you. You know, when I was, actually all my life, what I did... In every job I had, I didn't try to make myself invaluable. I tried to make the boss love me. I did. I loved the boss, and I tried to make the boss love me. Why? Because I'm pretty confident I'm not going to get fired by somebody who loves me. Right? I'm not saying I was going to do a bad job. I wanted to do a good job. But I wanted them to love me not because of the good job I did, but because of who I was. When I worked at the gas station, the guy I worked for all those years where I met Kim... He loved me. I actually did some things I should have got fired for. And he loved me, so he kept me. Amen? Uh, We want to have that love between because that's what should guide what we do and how we react to everything. Not, did did they do this right or did they do that? Because if you love them, you can teach them. You can bring them up. You, that's, how do you think we got to where we got and how your kids are going to get to where they're at? Because you love them. And you don't quit on them. Quitting is the number one reason for, for failure. It's the only reason for failure in a Christian's life. Amen? So I'm, I, I got every employer that I ever had to love me. Because I love them. Joked around, became their friend, had a relationship with them. A relationship that was, went beyond... Boss, employee. I don't want to be somebody's employee. I want to be somebody's friend. I want to be somebody's companion. I want to have a relationship with the people. I, and this was not even when I served God. It's just what I wanted to do. I don't want to think about whether somebody's going to fire me. If I have to worry about being fired every day that I go to work, I don't want to work there. Because guess what? There's a really good chance in your life, at work, you're going to make a mistake. Right? And if you do, do you want somebody that say, oh, out, I'll find somebody else to replace you. There's a thousand of you. There's not a thousand people who love you. Right? 
You're not as replaceable when you love them. Love, love's big. Love's big. It's a big deal. That was free. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Hebrews 10, verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, your boldness to speak. Don't, never stop speaking who God made you to be. Never stop speaking about His love for you. Never stop talking. Don't cast it away. Don't get tired. Don't get worn out and, and, and say, I've been waiting and waiting and I, I've been saying and I know He loves me, but... Don't say, I, never say, I know He loves me, but... Stop. Know that there is a period at the end of, I know He loves me. Amen. Put a period. Don't never put a comma there. Never, never invite the conjunction, junction, what's your function... No and, buts, or ors. No. If you haven't seen Schoolhouse Rock, you don't know what I'm talking about. you got, you got to go out and watch it. It's on YouTube. It's really good. I still watch them every now and then. I sing with my Hero Zero. I skate with my Figure Eight. Huh? I got them. I got them. And I'm okay. I watched Sesame Street till I was 21. Then they changed it, and it wasn't as good. Glory to God. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Cast not away your boldness. Why? It has great recompense of reward. What's he saying? He's saying, don't stop talking. Don't stop. Don't, don't let yourself not be outspoken. Don't draw back. Don't draw back. Press forward. Every time he says you can't, take another step for him. And every time he says you better not take another step, take another step. Why? Because he's got nothing. What the devil's about this big? We make, we give him any power he has. Without, (laughs) I can say it like this, without you, he's nothing. And that's just true. Anything he's ever gotten over in my life, I gave him free will to do it. Amen? Huh. Cast not away. That was good. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to keep that one right, right, right in here. I'll forget it in here. I won't forget it in here. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, your boldness to speak, your outspokenness in Christ, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. What's he saying? Don't quit. Be patient. And, and remember, their patience doesn't mean you're sitting irritated. You know, people say, I'm being patient. No, you're not. <laughs> that is not patience. It's never been patience. I've done it, and it's not. You're not patient even a little bit when you're like that. You're irritated. And patience and irritation are not the same thing. When you're patient, you're just waiting. Right? You're, you're, you're just waiting. You know it's coming. It's just a matter of when it gets there. And you don't care how long it takes. You're going to get it. Why? Because you're the redeemed of the Lord. It's yours. It's just a matter of when it comes. And he's saying, don't cast away your confidence. It's coming. Because, you know, people say, why does it say after you've done the will of God? Because there's people who do the perfect will of God and quit. You could do the will of God and quit and never receive what you were doing from what you were doing. The promise will still be there, but you'll never get it. What he's saying is, after you've done the will of God... You'll receive the promise. What? If you are patient, don't cast away your confidence. Don't cast away your boldness. Don't, don't walk away. 
stand fast and get it. And then verse 38 goes right along with all these. You notice he says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by the confidence of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. But if any man draw back, what's he saying? If you draw back, if you cast away your confidence, if you draw back, if if you back off of who you are, if you quit saying so, if you, when the devil says, what about this? You say, so? Why? Why? I'm the redeemed of the Lord. What about when you did this? So? What about when you did that? So? So what? So I'm the redeemed of the Lord. So I'm the healed of God. So I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am more than a conqueror through Him that loved me. So, glory to God. Cast not away your confidence. And when you cast not away your confidence, you don't back off. You don't draw back. Why is he saying? He's saying, he's saying I have no place. I can't be pleased by that. Why? Because good fathers want to give to their children all the time. And it doesn't please them when they can't. The hardest thing I ever did was when God said, you can't buy this laptop for your daughter. She has to believe for herself. And I'm wanting to buy it. But God, I got the money. She needs it. I'm her dad. I'm her father. I'll get it. And she'll learn how to believe me. Right? Why? The father wanted to get it for her even worse than I wanted to get it for her. Why? Because he wanted her to see his love, not through me, but straight to her. Amen? Amen. She still remembers it to this day. Glory to God. And I still remember it to this day. But we are not of them that draw back. Draw back under perdition. You know what perdition is? Destruction and perishing. What did Jesus come for? So that we would, whosoever believed on Him, would not be destroyed, not perish. It goes back to what we looked at in 1 John. If you believe Jesus is the Son of God, you're the redeemed of the Lord. Say so at every moment. Draw back you become the other ten spies. Right? That's what they did. They drew back. They drew back. And they shrank. And they shrank until they looked like grasshoppers in their own eyes. So they became grasshoppers to their enemy. And when we shrink and shrink, we become less and less to the love of God and bigger and, and, and littler to our enemy. And He gets in our life. And he begins to take. He begins to take until you'll stand up and say, wait. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not him who draws back under perdition. I'm not going to be destroyed. I'm not going to perish. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I am a child of God. And Satan, you can't have this. And you begin from shrink back to go forward. And you begin to get big again. And you begin to be Caleb and Joshua. And you begin to say what God said. And and you begin to say, they're meat for us. They're bread for us. Their defenses are down. He didn't know this. He knew what God said. So he knew they couldn't win. They're the enemy. The devil cannot win. The sickness cannot win. Jesus already won. And through Him, we have all things. 
And we are the redeemed of the Lord. And every day when we wake up with our free speech, our freedom of speech, we can talk like those who are saved. Amen? Amen. Nothing better than talking like somebody who's saved. You know, somebody was talking to me one day, and I forget who it was, and I mean, they were talking negative, and I said, you know what? You don't even sound saved. And they said, yeah, but, but, I said, oh, you don't sound saved. You know, that sounds mean, but we should say that to each other more often. Right? Whoa, you don't sound saved, and I know you are. Let's think of some better words here. Let's uh, let's start let's start talking some redeemed words. Let's start let's start being an outspoken free speaker of the goodness of God. Let's start talking about how much He loves you, how much He's got His love in you, and how much He's going to love through you. Let's start talking about the things that bring victory instead of defeat. Let's start talking, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I had six other pages of notes. I knew I wasn't getting to them. That's why they weren't in those three. <laughs> Glory to God. God's good to us. He, he, he wants us to speak freely about who He's made us to be. He wants us to have the freedom and, and, the, and the liberality to speak and, and, and to be bold and, and, and to not cower back and, and come boldly to Him and never be afraid. No matter, you know, no matter what you've done, that love will take care of it. There's never a day we can't come to the Father. There's never a day we can't be forgiven. There's never a day where His love wanes. He he loves you as much now as He loved you before the foundation of the earth and as He'll love you before... Well, there is no end. That love is eternal. It started before you were here. It started before I was here. And it has no ending. Glory to God. And whatever's going on in your life today, whatever you need to receive tonight, it's here. If it's healing, it's here. It's here. If it's, if it's finances, it's here. It's at the throne of God. And what He's saying tonight is come boldly. Come boldly. Tell me as a child. Tell the devil as a child and receive because you're a child. Amen? You got a song? Oh, 